Welcome to Drinking Bros Sports, brought to you by KillCliffCBD.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. In the world of sports, the off-season is a time to relax and regroup after a hard-fought season. But playing with MyBookie.com gives you the choice to decide when your season begins and ends. At MyBookie.com, you can bet on hundreds of games and leagues from around the world, whether it's a game day parlay or a long shot winner. MyBookie's got you covered. Use pregame props or bet the game live to shift the odds in your favor and always come out on top. Not only does MyBookie host exclusive sports betting contests you can't find with any other book, but the bonuses are insane. If you sign up today at MyBookie.com and use our promo code DRINKINGBROS, you'll receive up to $1,000 in bonus money when you make your first deposit. That's 1000 bucks in extra cash when you make your first deposit with my bookie using the promo code drinking bros bet anything anytime anywhere with mybookie.com. yeah welcome to the monday morning recap er body i don't have a monitor up here so if you want to throw that one up for me it'd be rad in the meantime i will say this page van sants you owe us a dog yeah you owe us a dog so go ahead and uh i want it Go ahead and send that dog. To the studio. Ship yeah. it to the studio. I want Which the will, dog in the studio. It may come in handy because after uh, Jake Paul gets beat by Tyron Woodley, maybe you can auction off her dog for $10,000 <laughs> that you're going to owe her for charity. You think he's going to lose? No. I, I have no idea. Okay. But yeah. I won't know until I see training video and stuff like that. I won't have an opinion really, but... Uh, definitely that dog is probably... How much did Lady Gaga pay to get her dog back? Gaga? Um, half, half a mil? Half a million, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Paige is going to have to pony up, is all I know. Speaking of dogs, then you want to cut the camera run real quick? Yeah. Ooh. That's, that's me. No. There it cut, is. Cut, cut to the... Look cut. at Papa Go to the wide. That's nice. We Go got a look. puppy over here. Yeah. Oh, uh, there's another dog on the ground there. Yeah, yeah. he's... Uh, that's Paige. Hey, Paige, uh, that should be your dog here in about a week on yeah. the floor with us. Um, mm-hmm. I'm waiting for it. You lost. Uh, we will lead with that this week on the Monday Morning Recap Show. Uh, very, very special thanks to um, all of you guys for tuning in with us to the Bare Knuckle Boxing Championship event on Saturday night. We were the first podcast ever to be incorporated picture in picture with an actual live pay-per-view event. Uh, big thanks to Chuck Liddell from joining us from his house in uh, Los Angeles Man, that was a fucking blast. If we were looking back at it now, because it's been about 48 hours, Mm -hmm. that's the perfect event to do it for because, Jesus Christ, people were just getting the shit kicked out of them. It was exciting and hilarious and awesome all at the same time. Yeah, there was some weird stuff like uh, that. I don't know what the guy's name was. I don't remember his name. Blueface? No. Were there no. fan charges? The guy who had had previous professional fights that had his hands up near his head, and he was like <laughs> moving his head all around like this and then throwing wild punches afterwards. Anaheim represent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seemed like uh, performance art. That seemed like something Andy Kaufman would do. Right. Not that yeah. I don't think any human being that takes fighting seriously would have done what that man did. <laughs> and but he did it. And here we are. And then the other thing was uh, one of my favorite parts about bare knuckle fighting is that whether you win or lose the fight, you're going to need medical attention afterwards. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you look at the at page of Anzant's Instagram, uh, You'll Can you notice, pull that up, Hot Bob? Is yeah. that possible? You'll, yeah, dude. You'll, I, her her, hands, gnarly, her dude. hands are in much worse shape than her fucking uh, face is. I couldn't yeah. believe that. I, yeah. That was fucking gross. And Ostovich as well. Ostovich's hands crazy. are fucked up. Yeah, all, all of them. 
Um, but it's to be expected. I don't know why I, I pictured it would be something different other than that. Her hands were purple. Yeah. I mean, absolutely purple. If you pull it up on, on uh, Instagram and just scroll through, certain parts of her face are hidden. But if yeah. you really squeeze in there, I mean, she took some damage. You can see some it's contusions. Her oh, it's, yeah, it's her prof yeah. pick now. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah, pop that up on screen. Look at her hands. You can ah. see some contusions, uh, the eyes a little black and stuff like that. This is the morning after, by the way. Yeesh. But the hands, and it's both of them. There's a, I think there's other pictures that show both of her hands. Both of them are like that. And it, but look at where the bruising is on her hands. It shows you that she's punching with the right part of her fist. Yep. This, yeah. this is the reason that these bare-knuckle fighters aren't getting the, uh, the quote-unquote boxer break, the uh, metacarpal four and five break that you see in fighting a lot. It's because they're punching with the correct part of their hand. Yeah, and it, Bob, scroll back one picture. It's actually there. pretty interesting to see that because I looked at a lot of the other fighters as well, and it was the same. Like, they're all getting bruising right here on the, like the, the power position uh, where you're supposed to punch from. Uh, yes, click on the... Uh, so if you... Wait, real quick. If circular you, arrow there. Yeah, if you, if you look right behind her there... Hang on. This, this, oh. picture, this picture I'm talking about. There's the dog that I now own. Yep. Um, it, it appears as if she's trying to hide it because, Bob, if you, if you go right now, that dog is missing. Yep. yep. So clearly she knew, okay, if I post this, they're going to think that I have the dog or I might have given it to a relative or something. Paige, I know, I know where, where you live and, and you have our dog. Uh, so Do we you? want it and we have a general idea. By the way, I was. Okay. General idea. What, how long does it take before. Uh, it stops getting awkward for like Paige and her husband to go out to dinner like two days after these fights. Yeah, I know, right? Because he's also a professional fighter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like because he like what? Will you go out to dinner uh, like a week or two after both of you had a fight in the last month, <laughs> and it's just everybody's banged up, faces, knuckles are fucked up, and, and you. But clearly, they like if you watch uh, their stuff, they like do a lot of silly, goofy shit together. Yeah, so they're probably like that whenever they're in public, they're just like hey, fucking like. Fucking with each other or having fun or whatever, and people are like, "Man, uh, I guess that's the secret." Yep, just beat <laughs> yeah. the shit out of each other, guys, and you'll be fun. No, that's not right. <laughs> Don't do that. Uh, but it does give me a lot of hope because she said, "Look, I've been training with Tyron, and uh, I feel like he's ready. I'm ready. You weren't ready, Paige. Uh, that means Tyron's probably not going to be ready." For I Jake thought that Paul was a really either. good fight, though. It's a great I mean, fight. I enjoyed uh, the shit out of very it. Very active. No, I mean, look, maybe you can't really, there's nowhere to hide in a bare knuckle fight like that. No. And, and you know, I, I know she had turned off comments at one point on her Instagram. Why? You're in a bare knuckle boxing fight. Um, anything can happen. And, dude, you fucking earned. I mean, look at the fucking bruising and all that shit. Like, clearly. I think bare knuckle, we've, we've, uh, Giorgio talks about this sometimes too. And I think we've had um, other. MMA folks, I think uh, John Anik mentioned it when we were in Vegas. Mm -hmm. There's too much of an emphasis put on the loss column in mixed martial arts right now, and I think maybe bare knuckles sh is bringing some of the uh, reason for that to light. You know what I mean? Two evenly matched fighters, which is what we saw in the main event Saturday, by the way. We'll get to that later. Yep. Uh, can have a great fight. It'd be very entertaining, and some somebody wins because of a 20-second period during the fight or some strategy they use that the other guy didn't anticipate and stuff like that. But that doesn't mean necessarily that that person still isn't the second-best fighter in that weight class or whatever, right? Yeah. I mean, it's... the I, I, Bare Knuckle exposes the fact that you put two relatively evenly matched people in the ring and anything can fucking happen. Yes. I don't think you're going to see somebody that comes into Bare Knuckle and wins a title and keeps it for five years like some people have done and other 
divisions or no. another organization. I just don't think you're going to see that. No, and you know what I would like to see is more of these superstars who are kind of on the outs of the UFC join up. Um, you know, guys like a Greg Hardy or a Masvidal or Nate Diaz, and then come and dominate a sport like that just because it would be fucking amazing. Um, and they would only have to train one aspect going forward. Um, you know, just work on your fucking striking skills, and that's it. Congratulations. Just call them all these main event fighters. Yeah, the outskirts like prize, of the UFC. Prize <laughs> money fighters like Masvidal and Diaz who can literally just lose and still make a shit ton of money. Sell a pay-per-view <clears throat> on their own. But, yeah, you know, get, get them out of the organization. You, yeah. you literally just yeah. answered my question. If they can sell a pay-per-view on their own, why? Like, Jorge Masvidal is a perfect example. Masvidal's doing it. He's got, he started his own bare knuckle organization called Game Bread Fighter. Right. So, like, He's but, not fighting but, it. But no. why not? I, everybody will come. If you go there and say, hey, you don't think Masvidal would bring anyone over to that to see him kick the shit out of somebody old school like he used to, Kimbo Slice style? Of course he would. But do you understand, like, what's his return on investment there? Yeah, he can grow a brand and grow an organization, but his take home and his takeaway from fighting, like, is not going to be the same. As just fighting in someone else's organization that's already established, already has its business practices in place to make money and that is efficient at it. Like the UFC is a much more efficient, well-tuned machine than this new brand that's just starting up. So he's right. going to make way more money taking those big paydays, pushing their pay for now, yeah. for, his for now. Right. But but that was the question to Chuck on Saturday night: is what are they getting paid? Like what? Well, is I don't it? know. I don't know about all that, but I'll tell you this: what at some point because of his um, the respect he carries in the industry. Uh, Masvidal's organization will get bought out by one of the bigger uh, bare-knuckle fighting organizations, and part of that deal will almost assuredly be him fighting. That's what I would do. I'd be like, hey, I'll give you $30 million for your company. Yes. Right? We're going to absorb it, yep. and here's another 5 mil to come fight, like a, our 5 or 10 or 15 mil three-fight contract or something like that. That's, yeah. that's if, I was, if I was the owner of one of these organizations, that's exactly what I would do. Same here, and that's why I bring up this point of, like, why not give these guys points in the company, have them come over, bring their skills, and then say, hey, not only are you going to fight for the first few fights, you're going to have a, a part of the company and then sell it later. I just don't think right they're now, ready for it yet. I don't think there's enough traction right now to start bringing in those big names. But we're, might, we're maybe six, eight months, maybe, maybe a year away from, from Maybe. Like and I, I look at, like, Giorgio, like a, a huge fight fan like yourself, right? There's this PFL that's, that's out there. I think that's Kevin Hart who's an investor. And it's like, hey, dude, Kevin Hart's not getting in the fucking ring to fights. Like... Let's get somebody in there who's going to bring eyeballs and attention to it and then create your own. Because I mean, certainly like a, there's an appetite for it. You're saying Kevin Hart owns part of it and is like a brand ambassador? Of it, I, like I believe so, yes. yes. And you're saying you should replace him with someone who's a fighter who can also fight in the organization? Correct. Well, I think you need both, right? I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to have someone who says, I want to put my money into this as well as come fight in it and then take points back in the company. And then this company has to like be successful and they have to also believe in it versus taking the for sure income, for sure cash somewhere else. Like, There's a lot of ifs here. Also, I mean, there guys, is, but, guys but, are going to be under contract. Like uh, Dana, even GSP, he is still technically under UFC contract. Mm. So he was trying to fight, I think, Oscar De La Hoya. And, uh, You're right. Uh, it was disallowed. And Dana yeah. was like, nah. So, Giorgio, explain that to me, th that element of it. How long are these guys owned for? And I hate to use that word, but it's true. How well, long are they owned for? The, on the a UFC? number of fights, typically, right? Number of fights, and it all depends on the contract itself, like on what they're fighting in and what organization says. I'm assuming most of the UFC contracts say that you can't fight any MMA bouts outside of the UFC, mm -hmm. particularly. And then, because I know some guys are allowed to compete in jiu-jitsu, combat sambo, combat jiu-jitsu as well. So it's, 
really interesting. But like, like Dan said, uh, GSP wasn't allowed to box either. So I think mm. it's like fighter, fighter dependent, uh, possibly. Um, and another, like a huge one is, uh, uh, what's his name? The jujitsu, the jujitsu guy, Dylan, uh, no, not Dylan Danis, but, uh, Gordon Ryan has a, a, a jujitsu contract, non-exclusive, a certain, or non-exclusive MMA contract, but then can fight jujitsu in other places. So like they'll, they'll split it up all different ways. Um, it really, it just, it just depends on the fighter. And that's why Paige is allowed to also yeah. like, come over into bare knuckle a little bit, but then has the door open for Bellator. I heard as well. Still. Yeah. 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 Her, her, uh, bare knuckle contract allows for different types of fighting for Got sure. It. But it's, you know, uh, was, I don't remember now. I guess we can figure it out. But was Connor under contract when he took that Mayweather fight, or was he? Well, Dana yeah. did the promotion on it, so he he worked on behalf of Connor. And I know Dana's got a boxing license to promote. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty sure Dana got points. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he was doing a lot of the 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 presses, uh, the the pressers at the beginning of the fucking thing where they were. Remember when they went to like three different stadiums and just did press tours? And you were like, what the fuck? He was there in all of it. So I know he got a piece of it. The reason why I ask personally is I enjoy the shit out of that bare knuckle boxing with all the experimentation that's going on across the board. I, can, I know what I like and I don't like right now. Like the celebrity boxing bullshit we watched with Lamar Odom was fucking retarded. Mm. I, don't wanna, I, I don't really care to see that anymore. The bare knuckle boxing, not only were the camera anger, angles different and interesting, but it was vicious. I mean, it Every you, one of those ended in blood. Yeah, you love just the wild swing. What was the one girl's name? The Killer Bee. Oh God, just, I'm all in killer on Killer Bee, dude. Hard. Yeah, dude. She that, beat that this poor woman girl to death. Holy shit! The the brunette woman, I don't recall her name, that she fought was just getting her face smashed in the entire fight. And then finally, towards the end of the fight, she's looking over at the ref like, "Hey, can you uh, let her know that I'm done being punched in the face by?" Yeah, yeah calling this off <laughs> then bam bam like five four or five more punches in the face and finally Oof. he's like all right cool like what i mean it's it's uh it's ruthless it's fun and it's easy to get behind i mean you look you know who's winning right away by how much blood is pouring out of their face then how didn't Paige know Paige Paige raised her hand like she won that fight and then she stormed off of there like she was real upset that she thought she won that fight. i, yeah. I look i thought it was three two uh for the other girl so, but it could have gone either way if you're looking for a hometown, you know, hey, my name's in the middle of the ring discount type of sitch. But the, the, look, the other part I find fascinating about all of this is after the enormous weekend we've had of sports, what we keep going back to week after week seems to be the UFC and this fighting. Saturday night, there was another fucking UFC fight, dude. Fight going here. It was amazing. TJ Dillashaw, all that shit. And yet again, on an off week where it's not pay-per-view, it's a $5 thing for ESPN Plus, having some friends over at the house. Dan brought some steaks. Everybody was all in watching UFC again, and it was, it's slowly, little by little, taking over, and, uh, and that card was fucking incredible. Finally, though. Like, they've been having some stinkers lately, especially with the fight nights. They haven't really had, like, a main event that's really been, been kind of worth it. But this was essentially a number one contender fight for yeah. the winner of uh, Jan and Sterling whenever they run that back again. So, yeah, D- Dillashaw will probably get the title shot next. Guys, let me, let, let, me, let, me break this, let me break this card down for you guys. Go ahead. This night was a story of comebacks and robberies. A lot of robberies. And then, and then the, and the final fight was kind of a combination of the two. So going up the card, Yanez versus Costa. Costa is probably a, a five-inch reach advantage. Just piecing him up with the jab in the straight the entire time. Is really going after him, trying to get him out of there. 
Giannis comes back in the second, puts him away. Amanda Maverick versus a personal favorite of mine, Macy Barber. A, a cute, cute little girl. And, but Miranda won those first two rounds. Macy came back in the third, like really poured it on. Didn't even seem tired. Like really came back in the third. Didn't let it go enough in the front two. As Dan said, she's punching air. She's mm. six feet away. She's not reaching a girl. I don't know what she's doing. She's trying to use it as a range firing to find distance. But uh, I'm glad she got a win under her belt and honestly maybe kick her career back on again. Both these girls are rising stars in the female bantam, or flyweight division. Darren the Damage Elkins. This uh, dude, crazy mention, fight. You don't even want to mention uh, our boy uh, Mickey Gall? Just getting that, that uh, dub? I, took, I didn't talk about the undercard. I'm just talking about the main card. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Mickey. No, that's undercard shit. We don't do that here. You're yeah, better then, than then that. Then this, is this is a Monday. We, I gotta, you, you guys, I gotta do, you guys do that on the UFC show, yeah. But if there's <laughs> anyone you can get behind, it's Darren Elkins. He's from Idaho. He is the most boring guy in the world. Looks like a country farm redneck. He, he'll tell you in his post-fight interview, he's not better at anything than anyone. He just gets beat up, wears guys down, and finds ways to win. And Derek Minner just fell. He just got tired and fell down. And the ref <laughs> stopped the fight because he couldn't protect himself because he was too tired. And uh, that's just classic Darren Elkins. That's the yeah, uh, but that, that's Homer Simpson strategy, actually, of boxing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it worked. It's, he's a real-life version of that. And he has the damage tattooed on his chest in stitches. So, you know. Then Kyler Phillips got absolutely robbed. He 10-8 I thought Dillashaw. Round. I thought Dillashaw lost three two. I had it three two for. Right, right. I'm not talking about. Yeah, he, he fought yeah. Sanhagen. He yep. didn't fight Kyler Phillips. Kyler Phillips was the co-main event. Uh, he got robbed against uh, uh, Pavia, uh, who who came back in the last two rounds. Uh, here's 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 the tale of the story. The significant strikes. Uh, Kyler Phillips had like 49 significant strikes to seven in the first round. And then lost 24 to 14 on significant strikes in the next two rounds. So the, the two and three were really close. 10-8 round in the first round. One of the judges scored at 10-9. Uh, Pavlov comes off with a dub, uh, which does bring us to the main event. Robbery and people getting tired. Uh, I think Dillashaw compromises knee in, in the second round. Well, I mean... It's because Sanhagen did it. Yeah, he know? didn't. Well, I mean, it wasn't I, like Dillashaw's problem. It was Sanhagen actively. It, it kind of was though, because all he had to do was sit the fuck down. Like he's try, he's still trying to stand up with homeboy. He's got his entire leg in his in his. Like, to be honest, Sanhagen probably could have turned that into something uh, given enough time. But just standing there, I mean, even Dillashaw after the fight said, "Yeah, I pro- I got lazy there and just let him hold my leg for a while, and he fucking popped my knee out." Yeah. yeah. And the uh, live lines, by the way, on mybookie.com, promo mm-hmm. code Drinking Bros doubles your deposit there up to $1,000. We're all over the place. Oh, and especially in that Macy Barber, Amanda Magritte fight. Yeah. Macy Barber was uh, like plus seven, or no, minus plus 700 at one point. Yeah, yeah it was great. And then could have made crazy money there. And the Kyler Hilps fight, too, in the first round was like plus 1,000 or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you just watch, I mean, and anything can happen with the UFC. Anything. And that's the, that's the thing, man. They keep putting out content on a weekly basis. And a- as the audience, the casuals, if you mm-hmm. will, like myself, get more and more used to this being on every single Saturday night. It's going to start to take over, and that's what boxing has been missing for years and years. This is the second or third week in a row, UFC or some form of event like this has taken the top story for us. Me interviewing you, the casual, who do you like more, to Corey Sanhagen and TJ Dillashaw, and from the casual's perspective, why? So Dillashaw is selling shit. Um, he's, he's the sexier star, right? No, Sanhagen's a way more entertaining Dan, fighter. Dan, 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 Not Dan, as he, a fighter, as a, as a human being, we will always, this is always research, go back to not this. A debate. We, we yes. are getting the casual's perspective. Yes. Okay. Okay. From a casual perspective, uh, Dillashaw 
his attitude, the whole fucking shit of, of TJ Dillasaw. It, it's, it's sexy. Uh, but the other guy, he looked like he'd taken off his shirt for the first time uh, out, out of Ireland. His body was so pale and white that is not the guy that is splashed up on uh, uh, fucking billboards across America where you're going to be like, I'm going to go pay for that guy. Dillashoff looks the part, fits the bill, was busted uh, open. You don't like Corey Sanhagen's big back tattoo? <sighs> On the spinning back you're not a fan? Yeah. No, this isn't, this isn't Red Dragon, and he's not, uh, you know, fucking yeah. whatever the fuck that dude's name is. Uh, what's his name? The ladies love TJ Dillashaw too. They were like, "All right, that guy." I've I've he's got a different. Five, seven king. I've got a different yeah. perspective on that. I like Dillashaw better uh, because I assume part of it is just human psychology that people like a comeback story. But the other part is that motherfucker. No matter what happened in that fight, all five rounds, never backed off. Never gave a fucking inch, regardless of what was happening in Sandhagen and the last forty-five or so seconds of that fight. Thought he had it won. Took those, took those seconds off, and he lost the fight because of it, in my opinion. Because yep. I, I think the fact that Dillashaw never stopped working is the reason he won that fight. I agree. And like, we, we said the same thing. And I like that. We were together on Saturday night. I so. like that. He didn't try to fucking stall. He didn't try to uh, uh, bail himself out by, by – I mean, he, look, he was penning homeboy in offense. And we could talk about the judging, too, because I, I thought – I'd like to hear your perspective on this, Giorgio. I think in the first two rounds, if a guy is – getting dominant positions like that, pushing you into the cage, blah, 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 the takedown. Maybe you give him the points for that. I guess you have to give him the points for that. But after two rounds of seeing that it's not something that he's leveraging into actual fucking uh, 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 offense and the other guy is letting him do it because he knows he doesn't have offense, I think you, got, you have to stop scoring that as, yeah. as positive. Well, I think it was the fourth and fifth round on the cards that were kind of like the controversial um, – because they gave Dillashaw, obviously, the first round, Sanhagen second round, right. Dillashaw third round, and then Sanhagen fourth. I think judges kind of mixed between the fourth and fifth, mm-hmm. and that's how Dillashaw won. I was on Dillashaw, uh, full disclosure, plus 160. Uh, but, yeah, I still think Sanhagen probably won that fight. Maybe. But, but, I, you're but, not going to win the fight unless – if you're if it's that close and you take the last minute off. fucking minute off, yeah. you're not winning that fight, nor should you. That's fucking bullshit. Him and I said the exact same thing when we were watching it. Uh, I, I felt that's what cost him the fight. Um, and he clearly thought he was winning. Yeah. He said so in the presser afterwards. Yeah. yeah, and to answer your questions and to get back to that, uh, Dillashaw easily winning the first one, being compromised, uh, getting his knee hurt in the second, and then getting opened up like that uh, – He's put. He, he's wrestling against the cage, and instead of taking him down, he kind of took uh, Cody's back, and he was behind him and pushed him against the cage. Cody is so long. Yeah. People don't realize that five nine at one thirty five is insanely long, and that's why he was able to land those flying knees so easily. Mm. Like it was, it was easy as an uppercut for him because it didn't take so much. And TJ's not that tall. Like they say he's five seven, but that dude's really five six. Yeah, five and five maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like to bring your <laughs> knee up to his face is super easy for him, and I think. He, he, that was his game plan was to punch, punch, move a lot, get inside and, and go, punch to his takedown or punch to his wrestling. Uh, he went back to that plan but couldn't quite finish it because of how strange Cody was. That's part of it for sure. I also think it's because he was opened up. And you could see him when they broke clench almost every time. Dillashaw has made a career out of fucking people up, breaking out of the clench like that. And he didn't have that. He, he had his fucking right hand up next to his face trying to protect that eye. The and whole time. that was the bad part about the wrestling is it would get yeah. cleaned up and it would get uh, you know all uh, the body butter and stuff in there during the rounds mm-hmm. and it would get sealed. And as soon as he would get into wrestling again, all that would get swiped, moved away, and then shit, the blood yeah. would start opening up. He couldn't see shit. And then 
the judges are going to see that blood is damaged as well. Like even if right. you're opened up and that cut is stuffed, like there isn't that natural feeling of, of someone else winning the round or, or damage being done to you. But when the blood is just pouring, you're more naturally inclined to give that other guy the rounds. And for sure. And I, I so why one, why didn't they? I think is the, the in, in four and five especially, which I think probably went Dillashaw's way. I, I wonder why they didn't. Maybe it's because uh, I don't know the same reason that Greg Maddox would get a strike call over a rookie. Or Jordan would get a foul call over a rookie or something like that. Maybe that's it. I don't know, to be honest. I don't either. Either way, it was exciting. Run I don't, it back. I don't, I don't, Just yeah, run it back. Run it back. And I don't have a problem with the decision because, like, like Dan and I were saying, Corey took the last fucking minute off. So that's your, that's your problem in a fight that close. If that, run it back. It was great. Also, I want to know if, uh, you know, TJ ran into Uriah Faber. Who knows? He was there. He was, yeah, uh, he was training there. the the fight before in the co-main. Yep. So I, I wonder if they crossed paths. Well, they did talk some shit afterwards, right? Now, I don't know if Uriah said anything, but uh, uh, TJ definitely, I think, said something in the press about exhuming his body or some shit. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't remember what he said. Yeah. Um, but once, either way, once again, we're talking about UFC at the top of the show, and there's crazier stories that are going on, but when you put out this much content, and it's great, and it's great content, you lead off with it. Um, next up, we got the Oklahoma-Texas uh, never-ending saga here of fucking joining the SEC, not joining the SEC in the last... It's, it's all horns down there. Horns down. Horns down horns over down, there. Horns down. Protect um, the Big 12. We've had... Pff, look, we, we've had numerous fucking emails and DMs about this fucking shit. It's money. That is it. It is a purely money grab here on OU and Texas's part. Uh, they can't compete, in, in my opinion, in, this, in the SEC. So you might as well get some fucking money. What I can't understand is why you would leave, because one of them is guaranteed pretty much a playoff spot every year, mm-hmm. unless you have a, a two or three loss team. I don't understand why they would leave. The Big Twelve is now over, and it, it seems like somebody's forgot to tell the rest of the teams there because they're trying to fill it in with these other fucking gap teams right now, or trying to uh, other teams are trying to go to other conferences. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, this is sad. Like I don't want to see this at all, and if I'm a fan of Texas or OU, I definitely don't want to see this. You want to play in the fucking SEC? Yeah. I reached out to a staffer buddy of mine at Ohio State, and I said, hey, what's the, what's the real shit with this? And their exact quote was, let them eat each other alive. That's it. We don't give a fuck. Like, because if you're the Big Ten, you're the, it's a win for you. Congratulations, dude. More teams going to the SEC? Yeah, I mean, that's shit? for sure. I, I would agree with that from that perspective, but from the perspective of a, co- a, a fan of college football, generally speaking, and not having a, a dog in the SEC or Big 12 hunt, I think this is awesome because there's about 10 teams that could come into the Big 12 and immediately legitimize their programs that are in mid-market or mid-major conferences and shit like that. See, I thought the same thing when we went to the Big East. Yeah. yeah. What happened there? What happened there, Delco? Same shit. It's yep. gonna, we're going to lose. Uh, that's what's going to happen. UCF is going to get the invite to the Big 12. Cincinnati will, too. Uh, it'll be exactly what happened with the Big East, which turned into the American Athletic Conference. Right. Uh, we'll lose our power, power yep. five, power yep. six status. Mm-hmm. It'll be a P4, P3, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Or, or eventually, who knows? The SEC might just become Division One football. Yeah. Yeah, because there, there was a rumor, somebody in Drinking Bro Sports, and I'll dispel this right now, that uh, Ohio State, Michigan, and Florida State had reached out to us. No, they did not. No, they Not one fucking not. prayer. They did not. Um, that money in the SEC, look, the Longhorns is the biggest one because of that contract. They have their own goddamn network with ESPN. 
So that's going to be absorbed by the SEC. What is it, $78 million for each school to get out of the conference right now? If the conference still exists. Yes, and that is nothing for these guys. The boosters at OU in Texas are massive. They don't give a baker's fuck about $78 million. However, they should be concerned with the fucking total number of wins. Because right now, I look, I look at a Texas team or OU. Texas isn't back, by the way. Um, and they've got a new coach. These are fucking three lost teams in the SEC, in my opinion. Oh, they're three they're, lost teams in the, their own. They're, uh, Oklahoma, probably not. But Texas is probably a three lost team either way. In but you big- have Alabama, Georgia, Florida, LSU, mm-hmm. Texas A&M. And A&M, look, Jimbo Fisher's done some great things there. I don't know how many losses. Uh, tennis, if Tennessee comes back. Del- Tennessee, that, don't worry about that. Delco, yeah. <laughs> I, wanna, I wanna address your concern. Your concern is that your team is gonna actually have to start playing meaningful football games and justify their rankings. Is that the problem? No, 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 no. My problem is we're gonna move to a bigger, bigger, more respected conference and it's gonna lose that status immediately. Yes. That's, uh, that's, that, is, that is possible, but not if you perform against the out-of-conference teams that you should be scheduling, right? We are. We, we try. So we were playing Boise. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're playing, they're, look, they're opening up with Boise State this year. That's what I'm saying. If you win the games, then people can't really talk that much shit. They no. do. Especially if you, you move to a conference that where, where all the good teams move out, if they're like Texas, Oklahoma, leave, and then we just play, I don't know, like TCU every year. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to get a whole lot of respect beating TCU. Maybe not. So what I've, I've heard from some of the Texas bo- boosters and alum here during this whole sitch in the last <laughs> few days is that they're planning on a 12-team playoff and then being able to get in with two or three losses in the SEC. There would be multiple teams uh, in the playoff once it moves to 12 teams in the SEC. Right. Texas and, and Oklahoma still believe that they would be in that top 12 of teams. They might be right, but... No, Does anybody want to see it is the question. They're, they're right. I mean, if you look at the top 10 rankings in college football in any given year, you're going to see either four SEC teams or four uh, uh, Big Ten teams. One of the two, right? Mm-hmm. Typically. You're going to see one of those things at least at some point during the season. You'll see that thing happen, right? One of the, it's certainly in the top 12. So they're probably right about that, frankly. I mean, Florida, Georgia, Alabama – those teams are going to be if in a 12 team playoff they're going to be in it most years. Yep. And it's probably going to be either Texas or Oklahoma or maybe both. I you're putting way too much confidence in Texas. Yeah, I mean look, yeah. Texas Texas is like the fucking they're like the lovable loser Mets from the 1960s. <laughs> even even sometimes when they have a good team they're like, "Whoops." Yeah. <laughs> Oops. See, to me Texas is going to end up being the Jeff Fisher of the SEC where they go six <laughs> like they six wins every year, seven wins every year. That's very possible. They are in, like what a, outside of the Mac Brown era. I don't know what Texas's real success is because prior to the Big Twelve, they were playing in the weakest power of what seven conference, the yeah. Southwest Conference. The only they were the only blue blood in there. I guess A and M is a blue blood, but like it's not the same. A and M was better farther back than that, but yeah. that was kind of a down period with them. So that's that's a decent point. But the we're also judging. What this, what this team might look like uh, by current standards versus by 12 fucking playoff team standards. Let's say they have a quote-unquote shitty season and they go fucking 9-5 and five or something like that. They still might make the playoffs because how, how serious are teams like Alabama and Clemson and everybody else going to take being undefeated at that point if there's no fucking point yeah. to be why undefeated? Not, why not sit up? D- Dabo Sweeney had a great point, even though I hate him. He said, look... What's to stop us 
from not playing a Trevor Lawrence on the last game of the year if we're yeah. already in the fucking playoffs. Why would you? I don't understand it. And I'm looking at, you know, the uh, there's a very, very early ranking system here for uh, the, the upcoming season. That should be out here in a couple weeks. Um, they've got, uh, this is Sporting News, who's got this. Alabama at one, Clemson at two, Ohio State at three, Oklahoma at four, Georgia at five. Stop me if this sounds like the last 10 <laughs> years. Uh, Notre Dame at six, Texas A&M at seven, um, Florida at eight, Iowa State at nine, Cincinnati at 10. Um, uh, I didn't hear Texas. Did not hear Texas. Why, why, why do you think that is? How, they, how are they going to do in the SEC now? They're going to – it's going to be funny. Yeah, it's not it's like gonna it's going to elevate four their lo- – Four or five losses for Texas. It's not going to elevate their recruiting. If you're like a top recruit in Texas, you no. still want to go to Texas. It's not going to change Right, it. but it does elevate uh, just from the posi- – if, if we maintain – the current ranking system, how rankings are determined, right? Their strength of schedule is now going to be probably 30 to 40% better than it previously was. Right, but they always, teams suck. they yeah. always got the benefit of the doubt because they were Texas. Well, they're not it's anymore. only at the beginning of the season, though. Once they started <laughs> yeah. losing yeah. games, well, yeah. I'm, I'm, no. I know that sounds stupid, but once they started losing games, because they were losing games to teams that didn't have a, a strong power, or, or I'm sorry, a strong ranking around them, then that affected them. But when you lose to Alabama, it's going to hit different than losing to fucking Texas A&M. Honestly, right. even right. losing to Ole Miss is different than losing yes. to like oh, Iowa yeah. State. For yes, sure. dude. It's yeah. way different. So yeah. five losses might still land you in the fucking playoffs. Over yes. there. They got Texas yes. at 13, by the way, um, in this, this way early poll here. Um, Especially Texas, too. Because like even towards the end of the season where Texas would go on a run after losing four games. but They, they always would, do that. They would win shit. three or four games. They would sneak back into the top 25, and they would work their way up the rankings. Yeah. And it's like they, they don't deserve to be there. All you need to do is win one of those big fucking end conference games towards the end of the season. And it doesn't have to be Alabama. It doesn't have to be LSU. It could be any of those teams. It could be Georgia, Florida, any of those teams. You just win one of those games in the last third of your fucking season as Texas, and you're into the fucking playoffs. So I, I don't think it's a, a, just a money grab, but it probably is. That's yeah, weird. it is. It's a lot of fucking money, dude. It's a lot it of a fucking lot of money. money. Let me ask your, your thoughts on what Dabo Sweeney said about uh, that he does not think there is 12 teams that are good enough to actually compete for a playoff 100% position. correct. I agree. There aren't yep. four teams that are good enough. Every year we see one blowout game in the playoff and yep. then one actually good game and then a fucking good national championship typically no the When's, national championship has been a blowout most of the time it ha- well yeah the yeah. last ooh, the last couple the last two yeah, yeah. yeah. but i mean t- the typical thing since the bcs uh pl- playoff started was that you would have no- notre dame would be the fourth team like the first year clemson won that's what it yeah. was they but, played notre dame was like what the fuck are you guys even doing here? you you have to give at least the illusion that your team at the start of the season could play f- theoretically for a national championship sure yeah but that, that, that's that's it there's yeah again three four teams that can realistically win every year but you need to at least give up the illusion yeah, yeah you yeah. actually uh, you, there's only like yeah two or three teams that can win although in a 12 team playoff the first round will be pretty fun yeah because yes. because what when do we start seeing upsets i mean we know this it, it's not going to be one in 12 probably no where the upset happens but in the, that five in, through 12 though yeah the five twelve matchup in in college basketball yep. whatever that equates to mm-hmm. and, and i mean and, if there if it if, if if what we've been saying for years is accurate that there's three or four maybe five really good teams that could compete and everybody else is pretty close mm-hmm. if that's true there's going to be upsets every fucking year and just based on this preseason think about the gambling oh dude shit. oh the gambling's gonna be amazing Holy it's great shit. for us it's, all of it's great for us also with that but that kind you, of mileage too uh 
we're going to factor in some injuries. I don't know. Alabama loses their quarterback yeah. uh, first round, second round, whenever or, they play. Or they get chiefed up and fucking lose two of their fucking offensive linemen, and all of a sudden their great quarterback isn't as great as he used to be because he's on his ass the whole time. You know what I mean? All of a sudden I mean, Coastal's looking good. <laughs> well, my God. No. Jesus Christ. I, honestly, I thought we were having a fucking conversation. A real here. conversation this, this, today. It probably benefits Bama and Clemson and Ohio State because they're, they're deeper. deeper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're way fucking deeper. It does. But like uh, like Dan was saying about this playoff system here, according to this, again, this is a way too early prediction from Sporting News. This would put 11, which is LSU, against Notre Dame. I absolutely think LSU could beat a fucking Notre Dame yep. in the first round of the playoffs. Yep. Um, and that makes it fun. So I guess from a money and viewer fan standpoint yeah I, i'm in f- for it but i don't think they can yeah. win a national and i title. mean these first few rounds too make them home games like alabama just plays in tuscaloosa for the first round yeah why not let them make if 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 you're a university out there and you're fucking around and not doing your job just like all these how you remember baseball with their rev sharing program they found out that the teams like the Pirates and Marlins were just keeping the money. Yeah. They weren't spending the money on recruiting new talent or, or buying or like paying for players. Yeah. That whole, the luxury tax that gets paid by <laughs> high income teams uh, that goes back into a pool, then divided amongst the lower third of the league so they can pay for better players. They were just keeping it. They were you know what I mean? Yeah. So incentivize these colleges to fucking, that's how you keep them from sitting their players out at the end of the season. Yes. Like you get, you fucking get the number one seed. You get home field until the goddamn playoffs. Or and, until the uh, uh, the final, order. and it's an extra home game. And I can tell you, like, look, as a fan, if if I get to see an extra game at Ohio State, mm. a night game, fuck yeah, I'm in, dude. So we'll see what happens. Either way, it's good for us. We love to gamble, therefore, more games equals more gambling and more money in our pockets at mybookie.com. Promo code Drinking Bros doubles your deposit up to a thousand dollars. Breaking news here: uh, the Packers and Aaron Rodgers reached. Uh, mutually agreed upon terms uh, that may convince the quarterback to return for training camp and ensure at least one more season with the club. I don't know too much about this story. Um, Is the thought here that he's going to give up the last couple years of his contract just to get him to play one so he can get out of there? Yeah, and probably a lot of money. Why would you want to do that to a guy that doesn't want to be there, I guess? I don't know. Maybe they just couldn't get anything for a trade. I mean, you're trading a lot of dead money yeah, at that point. I have I no guess. idea. But like, if you're a Green Bay Packer fan, are you amped about this or not? Like, uh, I wouldn't no. be. If, if my quarterback I mean, wanted maybe to leave. to get a last hurrah, but look, when do those ever work out? Never. You know what I mean? I mean, it just doesn't. What, what will probably happen is that he's going to struggle at some point or something's going to happen, maybe an injury, and then Jordan Love takes over, and it's all a fucking shit show. Shit show. Right? That's probably what will happen. Shit show. I'm not amped about any of this. I told you. Uh, Saturday night, I wouldn't draft Rodgers in fantasy this year or any oh, of those fucking no. people, dude. No. Nobody. I, I won't. I, I wouldn't draft anybody on there. No. Was somebody who's just playing out a contract like that not a fucking prayer? If it was somebody else, maybe. But Aaron Rodgers doesn't need to prove to any team that he can still play football. He can go fuck around and throw the ball uh, to the other team all he wants next year, and no one's gonna fucking hesitate to sign him in the offseason. No. And there's no. Person. Like greater threat to just be like, you know what, I don't give a shit and just leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the middle of a season. Yeah, like tough, tough break for my boy Blake Bortles. Or one yeah. injury, you know, one like light injury where it's like, ah, I turned my ankle. I'm gonna turn this yeah. into an eight week injury versus a two. Yeah, he he'll, he will happily go hop in a fucking canoe with Shailene Woodley and go live his life. Yeah, 
Like he doesn't care. I hope he does. So I hope he does. I, I, but he can I, get that contract. Why not trade him, dude? I don't understand this. Like he doesn't want to be there. Trade him. Who gives a shit? Reload because otherwise, all right, great. You get him out of here after this year. That gets you nothing. You don't get any draft picks in return for that. You get nothing. I don't understand why not back up the truck to a San Francisco or somebody that actually wanted him and try to get uh, some draft picks out of this. It doesn't make any sense. And again, I, hey, if you're a Packers fan, I don't know how you feel. Feel free to put it in the message boards here on YouTube. And well, they're also Bros. owners, Sports. too. So. Yeah, if you're a yeah. Packers owner. You're that's, an owner. That's true. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I guess they can like deal with not losing in the NFC Championship for a year or two. I guess. I guess so. Um, phew, boy, I don't. I, I'm, I'm reading the message boards here. Somebody's saying uh, trade him for Nick Chubb and three first round picks. Uh, yes, uh, look, Cleveland's a quarterback away, I guess, but I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I, what, what are we? Uh, what are we doing Baker's here? Baker's breaking out this year. No, he's not breaking. He's gonna. Did I make a bet on that? I bet Baker Mayfield throws uh, 35 touchdowns this year. I will go under heavy, heavy on that under. Um, we got to look at the number, the actual Vegas number, but I would I think he threw over. 27 last year. So yeah, I'll, I'm got, sure they'll set it at like probably like 31, 31. Yeah. So I'll, I'll take the over on that. Is, are his hands going to grow? Like what's going to, is he going to hit a growth spurt this Here's year? Here's what I'm happen? hearing out of that camp right now is that o- Odell Beckham has resigned himself to do whatever he has to do to win a championship. Now he, maybe that's getting shit on. <laughs> maybe it's shutting the fuck up and catching yeah. the passes that are actually thrown to you. Who knows? Also, don't underestimate that Baker is an SEC alumni. God mm-hmm. damn it. Shut the fuck mm-hmm. up. Wait, is he? <laughs> well, now. No, he was Big 12. What are you, fucking Paul Feinbaum? Oh, now. now. Yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Jesus Paul Christ. Feinbaum is on it already. That's going to be what Paul Feinbaum's talking about five years from now. Baker Mayfield, SEC legend. <laughs> that was the worst part of my weekend, by the way, was seeing Feinbaum just re-upped with ESPN, so I have to see his dumb fucking shrunken head. He's needed. When for they, who? For us to hate, really. Yeah, yes. he, he, he's, he needs to exist. Yeah. yeah. Although now he lost his best target. Who? Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, he loved shitting on Texas. Well, now he can say Texas now, is going to come over here and get the shit kicked out. Yeah, of him. now he can just wait until they come down to Alabama and shut on him in person. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. He they're can pull get down his whooped. pants in person. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to get whooped every other year in Tuscaloosa. They're going to get the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, but them, then so. they get the chant SEC, SEC. Yeah, but that's that's half the, the country's colleges now. Yeah, so. it's not fun anymore. It's not fun anymore. It's overrated. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks here, Deshaun Watson. The Texans are saying they are open to trading him he's now. Gonna, he's going he's gonna to be on the Eagles before the season starts. Oh, God. How would you feel about that? I haven't heard that take. Yeah. I, that'd be a great fit. That, that is what I've heard. Really? Yeah. I hear the Eagles are fucking making a massive push towards trying to get this guy. That really? would be yeah. great. Get no, Jalen Hurts out of there. Nobody in Philly cares about any of the shit that's going on over yeah. here. They just want we to already took games. in... Uh, Mike Vick. Yeah, Mike so. Vick. This is the number. This is, pro- this is rehab, way easier rehab to project convince, yeah. number two. Yeah. Way easier to, to convince, <laughs> you know, white women that yeah. it's okay. He did what? Oh, yeah. oh, to a person. No, to a, a to a dog. Yeah, oh, to a dog. No, get him out of here. Yeah, but That's to a person. Um, I'll be the first one in this one. This, this whole fucking Deshaun Watson thing stinks, and it always has been. Once he asked for the trade, some fucking high-powered lawyer in Houston who magically came up with all of these cases right at the exact same time so they could file this huge lawsuit. Timing was a little weird, yeah. Now we're, what, two days away? No, training camp for the, yeah, two days away. He's already reported. Yeah, he's reported. It starts on Wednesday, and now they're like, nah, I think now we'll trade him. Doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Where else would he fit besides Philadelphia? Uh, Denver? Anywhere uh, Denver, with a quarterback, yeah. yeah Denver. Any, anywhere that doesn't have a, a top five quarterback? 
or top eight quarterback. I like he to me is one of the best like five quarterbacks in the league. I agree, but I think everybody's maybe pretty, pretty much filled up at this point. Denver <laughs> needs one. The Raiders maybe, but I don't think they're ready to Oof. do anything there really. To be honest, I I don't know what the fuck goes on with the Raiders in their head. I don't I don't know, I don't know why Derek Carr is still there. I don't know why uh, they signed Marcus Mariota in the first place. I don't know why any of their roster is structured the way it is except for Josh Jacobs and they, that's just because they drafted him two years ago and he's still on his rookie contract yeah all the other moves they've made don't make any fucking sense to me none um and you need a superstar there for Vegas the stadium's open this year so this is the first year I know it opened last year but there was no fans they've been now drafting really well yeah but put a Deshaun Watson in there that'll bring fucking asses to the yeah. seats real quick well, um see. I'm not sure where else he goes but uh who else needs a quarterback most, uh, most teams. Washington. Yeah. No, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, most teams need let, Let's be easy with Washington. Who, who is going to play Who's in Washington? Fitzmagic. Uh, yeah, dude, he's gross. a rental. He's a rental. They're looking for a quarterback for the future. He's of the a genie team. in the bottle. What about, the guy, what about that kid who was uh, fucking right way. Hinkle or whatever his name was? There was a kid that came on last year that was awesome the last three weeks of the year for Washington. No, the fucking kid that played in the uh, playoff game against Tom Brady? Yes. Uh Hinky, I like that kid. Drew what Hinkie? the fuck is wrong with him? Hinnicky. Hinnicky, yeah. yeah. I Ty- thought Tyler he showed Hinnicky, some right? Taylor. 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 Taylor or Tyler? Taylor. Whatever. This Whatever. is all you need to know about that. Yeah. It, it is, but like that kid had some fucking brass, dude. I enjoyed watching him play. It wasn't bad at all. Look, he went uh, 26 for 44, which is about 60%. That's a little low. Uh, 306 yards, though, and a pick and a TD. Yeah. His first action, that's not bad at all. Look, kids, point the show. We got some sponsors who pay for this fucking shit wagon to be on the air. First and foremost, KillCliff.com. That is the home of the finest drinkables in the CBD world that you can possibly find. Uh, gigantic fan of KillCliff CBD. It was KillCliffCBD.com. They have combined now with KillCliff.com. Look, the CBD products are my favorite. 25 milligrams in every single can. They keep adding flavors, and they keep destroying the world. Huge fan of uh, every single flavor. of All of them. There's not a bad one, Dan, which is crazy. I like all of them. Yeah. So do I. Um, The CBD is the best in the business. You will not piss hot on a drug test. Again, there's nothing like throwing a little bit of that, some vodka, uh, to close out the work day and just fucking chill, dude. Uh, All of the Joe Rogan products are back in stock those were selling like hotcakes. Uh, the pineapple jalapeno is the jam, dude. Believe in it. Or get a variety pack if you want to try them all out. Go to killcliff.com today. Promo code Drinking Bros for 30% off at killcliff.com. Best in the biz. Next up, we've got mybookie.com. Look, we said these uh, guys throughout the show. We'll keep saying them again. All of our bets are with mybookie.com. Uh, promo code Drinking Bros will get you your deposit back up to $1,000. So if you put in a grand, congratulations, you're getting a grand back. With football season on the horizon, now's the time. Opening week spreads are out on mybookie.com. Not out a lot of places, but they're out there. I can tell you one thing for certain. I've already put money on Ohio State for the opening night game. It's 13 and a half against Minnesota at Minnesota. I don't give a baker's fuck who the quarterback is for Ohio State. They're going to cover two touchdowns. Now, if you're an Alabama fan, whew, they're playing Miami that weekend. Clemson's playing Georgia. There is a ton of shit to bet on. Parlays are going to be fast and furious, and the fucking live lines, dude, are going to be 
flying. Set yourself up with an account from mybookie.com. Promo code Drinking Bros will get your deposits back all the way up to a grand. Uh, again, you put in a thousand, you're getting back a thousand in that bank account. And uh, we got a long season ahead of us. I think I picked 11 different parlays last year. One of the greatest years I've ever had in my life. Uh, join us with there. You can bet with us or against us on mybookie.com. Promo code Drinking Bros. Last but not least, ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. D'Anthony, how nice was that mattress this weekend? It was fucking 10,000 degrees here. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to keep my place cool in the summertime unless I keep all the window shades down constantly in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, uh, you know, the bed cools me down because I'm, I'm a sweaty bastard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, yeah. sweaty, fucking dumb, dumb. Same. And uh, it's... Man, this this summer is not fucking around. No, 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 no. It, it is uh, intense. We're looking at seven straight days over 100. Yeah. It's as far as it's gone. And I'm like, God damn it, man. Just give me the pillow topper. Give me all of mm. the things that could possibly cool down my bedroom sets. And all of that can be found at ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Right now, they get a flash sale of 40% off uh, certain items and bundle packages. As always, though, they got 30% off everything. And you get two free pillows with a mattress. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today, where as always, they got a zero down, zero interest program for 36 months if you have decent credits. Take advantage of it. You could walk away with a mattress set's uh, brand new for about 35 to, to 38 bucks a month, somewhere in there. Running calculator on the side will tell you how much when you add or subtract to your shopping carts. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today. Um, we'll switch over to another quarterback, the, uh, the viral video of Tom Brady throwing uh, fastballs into a goddamn jug Yeah, machine. that's not real. It's not real. Of course it's not fucking real. Nobody, nobody's said either way. I don't know if they've said it's, whether it's real or not, but it's definitely not. It's that's real not how, to me, damn that is not That is not at all how a fucking jugs machine works. Bob, can you pull up the video? Yeah. It's, on, it's on his Instagram. And like he, do you, if, if, let's say he's got it set on throwing the average speed pass at 80%. From a, from a professional quarterback. How fast does a professional quarterback throw? About 45 miles per hour, maybe something like that? Throwing the football. Like a guy mm-hmm. with a hose is probably throwing in the mid-40 mile per hour range. Here we go. It's on screen right now. God, it's, it's great editing if that's real. I mean, if it's, uh, if it's fake. Oh, it's fake. Because even the step backs on it. Mm. By the way, he just keeps getting better looking. It is fucking it's, insane. He okay. is so goddamn good looking so the average the well, average now. the average speed at the nfl <laughs> Ross, I think i'm gay now i know he's 45 his hair looks really good there. he's great the uh, average speed at the Those nfl combine is 54 miles per hour right so you're going to do a, at about 80 percent of that right okay you're probably going to do 80 percent of 50 which is about 40 miles per hour somewhere in that general range if you're just using the practice machine to throw balls to you looks real if it he threw a real. fucking <laughs> football into a uh, a hole, I guess, if you want to call it that, an opening that is meant to shoot that size football out of it, which means it has to be smaller than that to grip, grip it and throw it, Correct. right? And it's spending 40 miles per hour. How fast do you have to throw it to do that, and how long would it stay on all of its legs? And then at the end, they make it fall over like that because he threw it a little bit harder from farther away. This is nonsense. <laughs> this is absolute nonsense. I wish John Brinkus was here right now to break this down, ESB and sports science now. This is absolutely stupid. Go to the bathroom yeah. and FaceTime him. Why don't, exactly. Why don't you believe in magic? Yeah. yeah. I think you're on the why wrong side of history too? here. Why do you hate magic? I'll fucking burn this building down right now. 
What I will say this is uh, Tom Brady, who I've never liked and never thought was cool, ever since he joined the Buccaneers, has been funny, cool. And then this is the first time I've seen a viral video that appears to have been created by, by him. And, uh, dude, I looked at his Instagram after this. I was oddly impressed by, like, how yes, funny social, he kind yeah. of is. Yeah. Right. I mean, dude, it, it's, this is, like, the rare occasion where someone gets divorced and they immediately become, like, way better of mm. a person. <laughs> like, it's just like they get really cool all of a sudden because the other person in the marriage or whatever was just, like, making it, making yeah. life miserable yeah, he for bought them. a convertible. He's got a hoop earring now. Well, maybe not yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, the Carolina Panthers could use a quarterback, too. Anyone? Uh, they got Sam Darno there. She oh, never got right. rid of Cam Newton. That's right. Well, um, uh, well that's wow. what, you, what you just said was dumb. But, <laughs> uh, Cam Newton's up in uh, New England. Uh, yeah, Deshaun Watson could fit fine in anywhere. In him and, him and yeah. Christian McCaffrey together but, would be pretty interesting. I don't know who. Like, yeah. I don't know what their receiving core looks like a necessarily. Lot but, a lot of baggage there, but uh, he could make it work. He could make it work. Uh, next up, Bucks in six. Called that on the program. Uh, went back and watched the footage. Ironically, the only other person to pick the Bucks was uh, Georgia there. I just knew. I told you. <laughs> I was on that, like, I thought in five was a little aggressive. Like, I should have I went. But, like, the Hughes knew. I was like, the Bucks got this. To be fair, we thought Giannis was out. We did. At that mm-hmm. point. Uh, but either way, I said I it was going to be ugly. And that's uh, exactly what I pictured out of that series anyways. So... Whatever, man. Bucks and six won it. We, Daddy took the trophy home. I'm fine with it. Uh, what I will say, what we've said on the show a million times about superstars and personalities, especially ones that are foreign-born and, and switching here, that is the fucking perfect way to do it and make yourself a worldwide household name. He's everything LeBron wants to be. It's so casual. He's crushing social media. Dropping it's just, 50. The, 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 morning, the morning of, it's just his brother eating cereal in his kitchen. With the trophy yep. right beside him. Yep. He's just pulling these. He goes live at Chick-fil-A and asks, he asks the girl if she's okay with being on camera. And she's like, yeah, for sure. He's like, oh, yeah, here, here's, here's, the, here's the championship as yep. well. Yeah, she's in the car with me. Okay? I want 50 sandwiches, not 51, not 49. I want 50. And then the presser afterwards where he basically shit on all the super teams, almost calling LeBron and Katie out by name. I enjoyed all of it. I'm all in but on But also kind of saying your team freak. sucks. Yes. Like, I, I, how do you just like, like low-key throwing shade on your team? That's If you're a guy coming to this country, you want to make a fucking name for yourself and take over, that's it right there. Emotion, 50 points, and then hilarious on social media, you win. I'm all in on that fucking dude. Or just be yourself. Be authentic. Don't yeah. be a fucking brand. Yeah. yeah. Which, yeah. He, which he has an advantage because... He didn't grow up in America. Mm-hmm. He didn't grow up like watching like soul sucking branding television. Like he's just like a Greek guy, like embracing life and whatever. The yeah, fuck. he grew up like slinging, you know, f- yeah. DVDs so, on sidewalks. Yeah, borrowing money from Germany for the last twenty five years <laughs> because their economy is insolvent, <laughs> ruining the euro one, Sorry. one step at a time. It's what the fuck happened? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Either way. He, Greece is nice to look at. Greece is, uh, it is. Greece is a hot girl with the islands going on are. Upstairs. You ever yeah. been to the cities? The cities are gross. Yeah, it smell, Athens is trash. It smells poor. It doesn't smell great. Well, look. But what are you gonna do? You know, uh, a lot of it's in ruins. It's hot outside. They have a lot, a lot of body hair. So. Nailed it. No, yeah. nothing yeah. for that ruins yeah. joke. All right. Yeah. Thought I'd try. Thought I'd try for Christ's sakes. Uh, next up is the Olympics. The Olympics kicked Speaking off Friday. Of yeah, I don't care about this. No one cared. Um, Team USA, Delco Dan. Yeah. 
I took the field. Obviously, you're going to have to wear whoever's. Uh, no, no. We're know, not done yet. We're not done yet. They're fucking done. They scored 76 points. Minor setback. We're trying to figure France. out the offense. Um, you know, Popovich's <laughs> offense, not necessarily the most conducive to, uh, you know, star, star players, but we're going to figure it out. Uh, it was a, a minor setback for a major comeback. Great to lose to France uh, when it's not the knockout stage. Uh, we'll get them next time. Uh, if we if we do lose to Iran or Czech Republic, yeah, no, I'm, I'll stop watching the NBA. Well, that's not going to happen. I think it is. I, I think Slovenia. Look, who is it that Luca just dropped? What forty eight in that game yesterday? Yeah, but we, they're not in our group. Yeah, but they're going to be in our group to go for the gold. That's all I give a shit about. And I don't well, give a shit maybe. about our group. And then yeah, we'll see if they make it. We have Iran in this I mean, group. Who's the other one? Czech Republic. Yeah, I don't care. They're going to go through. I just don't think they're going to win the fucking gold medal. There's no way. There's no way. They look like dog shit right now. We're going to figure it out. Absolute dog shit. Um, and then what happened with the golf? John Rahm got COVID for the 30th time again? Yeah, I don't know. Rahm somehow tested positive for COVID after getting COVID two months ago. What's, what's, the, what's the inverse of a super spreader? He's yeah. just like a super getter. Absorber. Yeah, yeah. super absorber. He's like, he's like John, he's John Coffey from the Green Mile just absorbing <laughs> COVID out of people and then blowing flies out into the hook and air. Shake my balls. He had, he's, he's vaxxed up now. Um, he's had COVID twice already, too. Uh, I, I don't really understand. My theory, though, is Japan is just trying to give all these stars, especially in golf, star athletes and uh, golfers, kind of, a, they're, like Bryson also tested positive. So they're trying to weaken the field so Hideki has a, you know, a clear path to that gold medal. So this is Pearl Harbor Part 2 is what you're saying? I'm just thinking. Say it out ma- loud, Dan. Don't be a pussy. Say no, it out loud. I'm not saying Pearl Harbor, but I am saying that I think they're trying to make it easier he's, for their athletes. He's calling them sneaky. Pearl Harbor was sneaky. Yeah, yeah. So is that skateboarder who beat Nigel Houston? Canceled. Canceled. Uh, oh, oh, sad. Eight. Sad sad day for Nigel. That was a child prodigy. and I mean, he still is. What I couldn't figure out, I don't know if you have a picture of those skaters. This was uh, the, the street version of it. Um, not like the fucking Tony mm. Hawk bullshit. But, uh, <clears throat> well, they don't, have, they don't have a vert competition. Doing street and park right. uh, are the two events that they're having here. And Nigel actually laid down a really good uh, run and a really good trick. Like, he had two scores that probably could have put him in first and then blanked on the last four tricks where he didn't land them, which means he scores a zero and his first run on the park. So, basically, here's how it works. You get two runs at the park, Mm -hmm. which where you can do a bunch of tricks all in a row and use the park however you want to put up a score. And then you have five attempts at doing the biggest trick, and all those are scored out of ten, and they take the top three scores. So if you don't last any of your four out of five last tricks, it's like missing your penalties in soccer. It's, you're pretty much done. Yeah, and what I, what I do know is this. The best skater in the world finished seventh. He didn't even medal in that. And the, the outfits they made them wear, I'm convinced had something to do with it. When you're that cool and you're used to wearing baggy, cool shit and graffiti, yeah, we're fucking skaters, and they put him in these fucking nerd outfits. Bob, can you pull up the... He looks like a tennis player. Yes, that, and yeah. that's, that's what I thought it was. Nike's been really fucking up with their outfits, especially golf, too. Like, they've been giving all their Nike athletes the worst outfit. Like, I don't know who is buying this shit. This Why looks are they... like that Agassi shit in the, <clears throat> the early 90s. What you should be doing if you're Nike is, one, making sure the athlete's taken care of, but getting together with the athlete like we've done for the last 40 years with shoes and figuring out, one, what works for you on the court or yep. whatever fucking stage you're playing on and then two what are people going to buy when they see me wearing it yes those two things not one motherfucker 
except for somebody that's really into LaCroix, I guess, is going to buy that because that's what it fucking looks like. It's the fucking old LaCroix box. Are you fucking kidding me? It's crazy. The, one, the ones who got it right was uh, Ralph Lauren when they did the Winter Olympics with... Uh, with the berets. Yes. Yeah. Uh, dude, that, that, all those outfits were dope as fuck. The people looked comfortable and USA fucking threw down. Whoever was doing the skateboard outfits, man, needs to be shot because you think Nigel Houston wanted to walk around looking like a fucking pool boy all goddamn day while he's jumping off shit? That's why he fucking lost. Um, In swimming, look, men's and women's dominated. Uh, It was the biggest opening day. I think Katie Ledecky lost something. Ledeck's lost last night. She came like a silver. Yeah. Oh, she lost an event. Yeah, she lost an event. Like a, an appendage or no. something. Yeah. Um, the surprising one last night was uh, U.S. Uh, women's gymnastics. Uh, looked a little off balance. Nailed it uh, last night. And uh, Simone Biles. No one will admit that she just looks shitty and off. And it's fine. All you had to do is qualify. But every single person, announcer-wise, Twitter, they're like, oh, my God. She's too powerful for this. That's why she fell off the back of the fucking thing. No. She didn't stick her fucking landings or do any of the shit. Everybody else then who's fallen off is too fucking powerful for it. Now, there was a woman who was 48 years old, Giorgio, uh, battling for gymnastics. She's competed for close to 30 years for this weird country, and I could see you ending up with her now that she's done. This was her last run. Do you have a picture of her? Hop, hop, can, can I see this, please? Yes. You're going to get this live reaction guy going to dang yeah. his cam on me on the Giorgio cam. He's going to pull this up. I think she was maybe checking. Oh, there oh. it is. There it is. That's not, um, that's not great. Come on. No. Come on. Live reaction. This is, uh, <laughs> I, forget, I forget which, but it's obviously a, a former that's Soviet her. state yep. in Central Asia, I yeah. believe. Uh, Looks like a little herbs developing in the middle of that lower lip. She, she, by the way, her first Olympics was the same as the Dream Team. You know, honestly, she'd (laughs) she'd probably make a pretty good offspring. Not going to lie. Yeah. It would probably pass all the doping tests. Yes. Or it might fail them. She might be so ingrained with like... EPO. Yeah. Yeah, Our child would test positive. And she's 48 because... uh, uh, Or she's 48. They usually... Have normal children? Yeah, forty-eight-year-old women. Yeah, totally fine. That Baby comes out fine. It's not gonna have like a fucking bat wing or a third leg or anything. No, and Bob was correct. Her first Olympics was the Dream Team in '92 Jesus. with uh, Jordan Christ. and those guys. Everybody last night was taking pictures with her well, across the board. Guys, you know what the Olympic Village is known for, right? Banging, boning. You think maybe one of one like if if, if Jordan did it, it, it ups my 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 want wantingness to do it. To be honest, yeah. If I'm tunnel bunnies with Jordan afterwards, then yeah, yeah. The superstar, though, is probably going to be that Caleb Dressel kid. This feels uh, more like a Barkley chick, but yeah, way. he's there's no way Jordan banged this woman, but Barkley, Barkley definitely it was like, as, right. as long as she's not a fat woman from San Antonio, I'm right. not doing anything. I'll take being tunnel boys with Charles Barkley. Yeah, 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 yeah. MVP both sides of the court. Like, let's go. I'm here for it. Yeah, I would prefer that because Charles Barkley would be think it was cool if you told him that you were you know Eskimo bros with him. Yeah, yeah. He'd probably buy you a drink. Michael Jordan. Would just tell you to shut the fuck up. Michael Jordan wouldn't be in public in first place. Right. Yeah. Like he's just sitting in front of 50 televisions smoking a cigar right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, The U.S. women's soccer team decided to kneel their first game and then they got smoked. Uh, Now they're back. They won 6 1. I hate to say this, man. I'm actually rooting against them. I'm, I, I hate the Megan. I hate Megan Rapinoe or Rapinoe, however you want to pronounce it. Doesn't matter. I fucking hate her, dude. She's yeah, doing she, subway commercials with the baggy jeans with the fucking cuffs rolled up, too. Yeah, she's the uh, embodiment of the 
stupid ass I'm owed shit attitude these days. This whole fucking bullshit about how women get paid. First of all, they don't bring in more money than the men's team, regardless of their success. So get fucked, A. And B is that deal where you get paid guaranteed money instead of only getting paid when you play like the men's team does. You negotiated that. You did that, you stupid fuck. Yeah. And now it's all this stuff about, I mean, obviously the stuff she talks about social justice is preposterous. If, if this person were to go on uh, uh, into a debate with anybody that had any idea what they were talking about, she would start shitting and crying her pants immediately. Also, two of those goals were own goals in that 6-1 win against New Zealand, which is an island, and I don't even know if they can fill a women's soccer team. No, they, they, it's all rugby down there. They don't play soccer. Probably not. Uh, the winner of the weekend, though, for me, has got to be the guy who completed the uh, uh, power lift above his head with one leg, uh, Delco Dan. Um, if you can pull up the picture of that, Hot Bob, this is uh, unbelievably impressive. He lifted enough to make it into the Olympics with one leg? No. Uh, he was falling during the lift. Oh, I see. And then balanced himself with one fucking leg. They're calling it the flamenco. And uh, he said afterwards he definitely wouldn't recommend it because you, you're probably going to get hurt doing something like this. Mm. However, my core strength is so amazing that I can do something like this and apparently he had done it once before people are asking whether or not he was just showing off i don't even care if he was it was fucking awesome dude and i love to see shit like this otherwise i wouldn't know who the fuck this is do i know his name now no i don't bob's gonna put a picture up for you guys to well, see maybe but it's awesome there we go there it is look at that fucker <sighs> jesus christ God. Uh, there we go. USA today. put it up there full it screen look at that dude how many how much is that delco dan this is your world. Well, so those are those two plates. The red plates are, I'd imagine, forty-five, right? Yeah, but it's kilos. Remember that. So yeah, it's, it's not right. quite forty-five. It's like forty-two and a half, I believe. Okay. Yeah. It says it's twenty-five kilos. Men's correct? sixty-one kilogram group A. That's, that's, his, that's how much he weighs. That's how much he weighs. I'm guessing each one of those reds is a twenty-five kilo, and that blue is probably a twenty kilo. And a kilo is two point two. Yeah. Pounds. Look at the strength yes. of that little guy. Let me, let me get in here and look. The beauty of it is, is uh, he doesn't have to go to a concentration camp because he won. Because that's China. That's China. Uh, speaking of which, there's two people up this week that have to join the military for their country if they he lose. He lifted, th- that's 300, well, 366 kind of. pounds is what that is. 366 pounds? Yeah, Jesus 166 uh, kilo. All right. All right, so the stipulation, what you're referring to, Ross, mm-hmm. is uh, so Siwoo Kim and uh, Sung Jm, both South Korean. Uh, South Korea, you have to do mandatory military military service for two years, mm. unless uh, for, there's some weird stipulation if you bring honor to your country, uh, which includes either in golf a major championship or a gold medal in the Olympics, or even a silver or a bronze medal. So if they play second or third, they can avoid their mandatory military Compulsory, service. Compulsory, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm. How much pressure is on those two guys this week? Well, I'm actually putting my money on both Siwoo and Sungjae to win. Because I think they're the only people that care and want to be there. Okay. Yeah. All right. I believe Siwoo sixty to one. Uh, Sungjae is twenty two to one. Uh, so. I'm I'm going to go with that Morikawa guy just to go with the theme of all the Japanese fucking winners. Well, he's American. Oh, is he? Yeah. Very yeah. very American. Yeah. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> all right. We sure about that? Yeah. We got some breaking news real quick, Ross. Go ahead. Fire away. On the UFC front, it looks like. Uh, Kamar Usman will be fighting again in November on UFC 268, most likely in Madison Square Garden. Against mm-hmm. who? Colby. 
Colby Covington. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Wow. That's the one everybody wants. That's what everybody mm. wants. Madison Square Garden. What a great venue to see a fight, too. I saw that uh, McGregor fight in 2016 there. Um, where he, The champ champ belt. Yep. Fuck, that place was going You off. got to see the, the, the best of McGregor. I did. Live and in person. That, and by the way, that's why that carried over yeah. for the rest of this bullshit for me. Because it was amazing. When it was going on, it was amazing. And if you were in, if you got to see him in person there, when he told everybody to go fuck himself, like it, it was like Firefest. Oh god, it was awesome, just fucking awesome, just uh, like Firefest. Yeah, shit. Um, a lot of people are asking if you guys are going to the UFC event in Houston in a couple weeks. We have to because Derek Lewis is headlining that. Can we can we not go see the Black Beast in in person? I mean, oh wow, I feel you're like, changing your tune right now. Ooh, I'm not a fan of him, but. You know, he, I'm coming around. I'm coming around, Derek Lewis. I'm okay. Coming, I'm coming around. We will get you tickets if you would like to go for the two. I mean, it's guys. Houston. I feel like it's not that far. It's close, yeah. It's a two-hour, 45-minute drive. It's close. Yeah. Did you guys, was it last one in Houston, or was it somewhere else? It was That Phoenix. was in Las Vegas. No, Phoenix no, no, no. is the one he's talking about. Oh, yeah. Phoenix yeah. and Houston was before that. Or Scottsdale, okay. or whatever the fuck it was. You were at the Houston one, too, we right? Yeah, yeah. 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 That, was, uh, that was how, how is that arena to go see some shit? It was cool, except uh, there's nothing to do after. Because well, it's Houston. Well, you can go do like a drive-by shooting or something. <laughs> or buy meth. No, you can go to the bars, but the bars are very far away. Like downtown Houston where all the, like the, where the Rockets play, Minute mm. Maid Park. Uh, very not, it's not set up for post-game. There's not a whole lot of bars that There's are like two hotel there. bars yeah. and then Biggio's. Yeah, we went uh, to Biggio's was closed by then. Yeah. Okay. It's like midnight and Biggio's is closed. It's fucking weird. Yeah, it, kinda, weird. it blows. So me and Dan went to the Four Seasons. We posted up. Okay. Yeah. Like two gentlemen looking yeah. for cougars. Yeah, yeah. Got, got some uh, whiskey. I like it. You guys worked uh, That's what Archie Bradley said overtime. You worked for us hard on Friday night. Dan and I will send you there if you want to go. Uh, do a little meet up with some drinking bros. I think Greg LaMontagne and those guys. Uh, Did you say you'll asking. send us to do work for doing more work? No, dude. <laughs> no, you, can you don't have to do any work. You can just watch the goddamn yeah. fight. I mean, you can try fight. to fight Derek Lewis if you want. Yeah, if you want to no. fight Derek Lewis, that's up to you. No. Somebody jumped into the ring in that fucking... Bare knuckle boxing thing. Blueface. They did. Did we ever figure who that was? It's one of Blueface's face's dum dums, I think. No, uh, it, it was, was a fan. fan oh, was it really? Yeah. Jesus, Blueface was throwing up crip signs, so maybe it was a blood. I don't know. Uh, he got he got rocked. That guy. That makes sense. Did you also? We didn't comment on his boxing shorts with the traditional uh, bandana pattern. Does anyone know what that is? No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, big fan. Uh, shout out to the Philippines. They just uh, got a gold medal after 97 years. And we just uh, achieved our first first day of an Olympics without a gold medal in like 9,000 years. Yeah. Yep. Uh, good, so. for, good for the USA. Crushing right. it. What is, uh, what is Russia under now? The Russian Federation. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, ROC. Come on. Rock Nation, dude. Rock Nation. Uh, yeah, they still compete and everyone knows they're Russians. It just doesn't count towards like their historic medal count. It's really, yeah. it's, it's really fucking stupid. Yeah, it's fucking the whole goddamn thing is dumb, uh, unbelievably dumb. So, it's okay. whatever. Dan refused to cut the camera to me when I was throwing up the rock. So go ahead, <laughs> leave it on him for now. There it is. What the fuck is that? That's, that's uh, Jay Z. That's, that's Jay Z. Oh rock. no, that's Diamond Dallas Page, Jay Z, and he existed before you did, my man. That's true. While, that, you, while you were still selling was Rockefeller Records after after DDP. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Of course it was. Are you familiar with DDP Yoga? Oh yeah. Oh god, I watched that doc. <laughs> I watched that talk, I don't. Dude. I don't want to hear. Let's cut this off. <laughs> I don't want to hear any more of that shit. Look, I'm I'm AEW Nation. I'm AEW Nation. So uh, if they want me to host, I will. I'm Harambe Strong. Yeah, I'm I'm all in on that. Um, and again, if you're wondering why they're so happy today, crypto is up massively. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. a lot of feels over there for you guys. Bought some more. A lot of fucking feels. Uh, super proud of you guys on that one. 
this week is going to be what? Much more of the Olympics. Uh, training camp is finally open. We are getting very, very close to the starts of uh, football season. Thank Christ. Baseball trade deadline's coming up soon, so there's going to be a lot of action this week. Correct. Um, and then sign up for Drinkin' Bros Sports Facebook group. It is a private page. That is where we were doing all the fantasy football drafts. The first prize is in for Craig Dulesky's, uh Disappointments League. It is an autographed jersey from Chet Scovland uh, from the Buffalo Bills, a.k.a. Jack Mandeville, and that arrived at my house today. Nice. So. Uh, super, super amped for that. Uh, as always, rate the show a five-star and leave a quick review on iTunes. It's the only thing that's going to shoot this fucking sports show to the top of the charts, baby. Uh, for D'Anthony D'Anthony Holloway, Papa G, Hot Bob, Delco Dan, I'm Ross Patterson. This is the Monday Morning Recap Show. Good morning, everyone.